How very dare you. And a very good day to you, Victoria Mizey. Everyone, he just called me a middle-aged woman. <laughs> spinster of this parish. It is not a good day now. Is it a good day to be a spinster? <laughs> What's that? Is that from something? It's what they say when isn't that what they isn't it what they say when they read your wedding bands before you get married? Is, when they, is it? They, yeah, in church. I, if I recall, and it was a long time ago, and of course it didn't quite work out as intended. But what happens is the you the bands are read three times and or, or two times or something, and the the vicar or the, the vicar's appointed person reads out that you know mr such and such and so and so wants to marry miss so and so a spinster of this parish and at that point i think if anybody knows has any objection they can speak up as well as speaking up on the big day itself okay the bit what the only bit i'm interested in in the wedding if someone's going to say something therefore if any man can show any just cause why they may not lawfully be joined together let him speak now or else hereafter forever hold his peace and they never yeah, of do. course. No, they never do. Have you ever been to... A, I don't think anybody's been to a wedding where somebody actually says, I do have an objection. Should have been me or something. No, should have been me. No, it should have been me. <laughs> 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 no, I'm thinking more along the lines of what could it be other than that? Could be bigger than me. Could, I know she's already married and I've got the ring. Obviously, it's in <laughs> Devon. I shagged her last night. Yeah, or no, that was her twin sister. Although they might all be in on it. They might all be in on it, knowing Devon. <laughs> um. Oh dear, made a funny noise. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm really good. I'm. Um. I've been to a birthday party, which was fun in London. I'm. Um. Itching to just throw my masks away. Actually, are you going to burn away. it? No, I thought I was going to burn it, and then I suddenly thought, "Hang on, if I, I've, you know, I've spent about three quid on this mask that I, that's getting really scabby and scrofulous that I've had since the middle of last year, if I burn it, then if they suddenly say, "Oh no, we've got to start wearing masks again," then I'll be fucked." And I thought I'll just put it somewhere in a, in a cupboard so it can be unloved and unwanted, but at least I can get it out again to save having to spend fifty p on a new one or whatever. Oh God, there are masks everywhere. People are offering you masks whenever you go anywhere. That's, that is true. I went to Tesco the other week and I wandered up and completely forgot. And I said, oh, sorry, I forgot my mask. They just went and got me one. It was great. Uh, I bet they gave you a really dirty one. They were like, that one, my, I keep shoplift, shoplifting sweets. My, my, my youngest daughter um, left a mask in my car the other day and I realised I'd got somewhere and forgotten a mask. So I just grabbed that one out of the sort of like, you know, the little keyholder bit just under the dashboard. And it had like a load of sort of like rouge on the inside. I put it on. <laughs> it was sort of like all that makeup that was rubbed up on the inside of the mask. You don't care. I didn't care. I, I felt quite good. I thought, hey, here I am. I'm wearing makeup. No one knows, but I am wearing makeup. <laughs> you know what? When I, when I was at university, though, I went through a little phase of wearing like eye makeup and stuff like Robert Smith out of The Cure. I know. Oh, is that it's the bonkers. end of the story? <laughs> yeah. I thought you were going to say, and then I went round in crotchless panties. No, I didn't do that. I did get mocked <laughs> mercilessly by all my friends, and quite right too, I have to say. Oh they my were right goodness! How things me. have changed. I know. And now you're Ru of... now you're RuPaul on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> Am I giving it lots of side eye? RuPaul drag dad. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I prefer RuPaul's dad race. 
<laughs> that wouldn't go very well though would it let's face it if rupaul's dad race was like a greyhound race if you ever go to the greyhounds they have like this little electric kind of furry thing they called a hair that zooms around the edge of the track <laughs> for all the greyhounds to chase so what would be the thing that you would put on a little track for all the dads to chase on rupaul's dad race come on isn't that obvious i want to hear it a packet of custard creams. <laughs> Something for their middle-aged man's sweet tooth. Absolutely. <laughs> so how about, how about say, some bourbons? Don't want to go out having fun. I stay one with the bourbon. <laughs> I was going to say a, like, a nanny or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what? what, a young nubile woman? <laughs> yeah, but I'm not sure that that would get them going as much as some bourbons. <laughs> or chubby <Did> dodgers. You... <laughs> <laughs> how about some donuts? Oh, just, that would get me running. I think you just sprayed your Lavazza all over your, your top. I when you laughed. that was a while ago. That a was while ago. It doesn't matter because I'm in sportswear. Oh, God. Anyway, well, maybe what next we doing year here? your time will come. I think we are talking Sasha Baron Cohen and we are talking a bit of. I want to talk a bit about GB News. Is this a news. true crime podcast or am I in the wrong uh, place? Uh, I think you're in the wrong place. You're definitely in the wrong place. <laughs> oh, if you're easily offended, come over here. <laughs> do you do you know? Oh no, don't come here. What? I'm trying to do our disclaimer. Oh yeah, that's right. If you're easily offended, fuck off, you fuckface. How about that? Does that work? Big cunt. Yeah, exactly. You fucking <laughs> fuck wank. You piss flappy old jizz muncher. <laughs> <laughs> and if you if don't you're like easily offended, pure all sense of humour. Um, yeah, st- stay where you are. <laughs> you know, it's it's. I was I saw I got some kind of wanky Facebook reminder the other day that told me it's exactly a year since we were talking about Johnny Depp and Amber Turd. Oh, I had a reminder about. I got a picture of a Winona Ryder in my phone. I think it was something to do with that. Oh, I think I saw the same picture. Yeah, because that's oh, the one oh, that that's... I used to annoy you everyone. Know the thing is, I saw that picture. I thought it was Helena Bonham Carter, and I was kind of <laughs> I was googling Johnny Depp, Helena Bonham Carter. I was not getting many results. So I was thinking that's funny because it says here it's a year since we were talking about that. If I googled Johnny Depp and Winona Ryder, I might have had a slightly slightly more successful internet mm. trip. Well, I'm glad you don't do any production around here. I know I don't do any production. You do all the production. It's brilliant. Hurrah! Well done, you. Well, that's Huzzah. why this this podcast is going to be extremely as as up to standard on the production as it normally is. Very organised, and I haven't spent more time looking at swabs of. Mm, that's a funny one. I was just about to say oh, I haven't spent more. Question. That's an interesting question, says Siri. Um, <laughs> haven't you fucking turned that off? I don't know how to. But um, what was I going to say? Uh, I haven't spent more time looking at third time lucky swabs of carpet than doing production for this podcast but this week. You did you hang on? Did you just say swabs of carpet? Isn't that what it's called? Swab? No, no. Swatch. A swab is like. That's, yeah, there you go. There you go. A swatch it's, of carpet. I've actually said swab <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> There are people in Plymouth who are saying, oh, here is that stupid swab woman again. Quick, quickly, <laughs> wipe wipe the carpet on your arse, then it'll be a swab. <laughs> oh, that's why I thought it was a swab. <laughs> is that um, all you ever do? Dra- oh, you like one of those dogs that drags its arse along the carpet? I'd quite like to do that if the carpet was cold. I'm feeling a bit warm today. Warm. 
Right, uh, we have got, and we're going to talk about COVID, but it's going to be in a way that you've never heard of before. Is it? Oh, wow, that sounds interesting. I wish I was involved. <laughs> you, oh, yeah, you were talking about taking the knee in GB News. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a little bit crimey free, but oh, I would like to address. Oh, that's what we had to do. We had to introduce ourselves. Didn't we have to also say that we're big in Ireland? Oh, yeah. <laughs> we need <laughs> something else. We're get big in Japan. We have been listened oh, to in Japan. I'm Ben Ando. I'm a former BBC News correspondent, and now I do other things, including this shitty podcast. Shodcast. <laughs> Listen, it ain't a shitty, shitty. What's gone on with me? Where have I gone all American? <laughs> it's not shitty in comparison to all the shitty podcasts that are out there, let me tell you. <laughs> uh, who, who are you? I'm, God, don't you know by now? I'm Victoria Mitzi. I'm apparently middle-aged, but that's only according to people who are slightly strange, like Ben Ando. I do a podcast. I do media stuff. I do journalism stuff. And I listen, I watch Ben Ando yawning bi-weekly now. Yeah, lucky you. You remember, you're only as old. If if you think you're middle-aged, let me just change that for you and reframe it. You're only as old as the man you feel. Oh, hang on. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that doesn't work very well. You're only as old as the COVID that you feel. <laughs> oh, 19. Mm, I think the kids are going down with COVID these days, you know? Yeah, fuck them. Everybody's going down with COVID, but it doesn't matter. It's uh, The kids are going to be fine. My Both of my daughters, certainly one of my daughters has had it because she had a test. The other one thinks she's had it, but nobody really cares. Kids are fine. They're all right. I mean, okay, some are going to die, but that's the same with anything. Some are going to get run over tomorrow. What's you know, quite some are crazy is that you hear one thing one second and the other thing the next. As in, oh, no one's going to work. Everything's, you know, everything's gone tits up. And then the next second, the economy's booming and there have been never been so many startup millionaires or something like that. Bizarre. Wheels within wheels. Wheels of steel. Wheel, wheels within meals on wheels. <laughs> wheels within deals. I think that's what's happening within the government. Do you? Structure. Are you suspicious? Well, didn't, wasn't there a whole big thing with loans that um, they they initiated lots of loans that have got dodgy terms and lots of dodgy people took them out under funny pretenses and yeah, I mean, some people have made money out of that. Yeah, the government announced a loan scheme to help businesses kind of get through the first lockdown and not surprisingly, lots of crooks took out these loans with no intention of ever paying them back. Crook. So yeah, that happened, crooks. We, my little business took out a loan. We've got we got a loan from COVID, for, the, for the COVID fund because we thought, well, the hell, we can use it. If we, I mean, it's virtually zero percent interest. So if you can't pay that back in a couple of years, you shouldn't be in business anyway. Mm, is that what's helped you sit around eating crisps and picking your nose all day? Absolutely, and scratching my balls. Yes, <laughs> it's, it, it was the the nose pick crispy ball scratch loan. <laughs> I'd like one of them. <laughs> Although well, I've got no balls, balls to scratch, yes. <laughs> I'd have to go and scratch other people's, and that's a whole different business. That's yeah, but what you <laughs> what you miss on the balls, you make up for in the nose. <laughs> <laughs> on with the business, I say. I, I know that's a bit rich coming from me because I've hardly got the world's smallest, most delicate nose, and I actually couldn't care less. My kid said my nose is getting bigger. Yeah, your nose grows all your life. Is that oh, what by the way, congrats bigger? on Italia. Ah, Forza. Forza Azzurri. 
Were you having a really good time? Did you nearly wee yourself with excitement? My dad did. The strangest thing was that, so normally my my dad is Italian, so obviously he's he's nailed on Azzurri fan. And when Italy play, I always go and watch them with him and we cheer for the Azzurri and the rest of it. And they play brilliantly all tournament. But obviously I'm also half English, so I cheer for England as well. And my youngest daughter suddenly having had no interest in football for the first 21 of her 21 years is suddenly interested in football she gets into the tournament so she starts cheering for england because england are doing well and my eldest daughter uh, the tattooist is sort of like oscillates between the two but settled on italy for the final so we all go and watch it at my dad's and and i'm suddenly thinking actually I know I always cheer for Italy because normally I cheer for England and England get knocked out in the early stages and I have Italy to fall back on, usually to the, at least the semi-finals and often the final and they win it. But this time I thought, actually, England have won fuck all for 55 years. In fact, they haven't even been in a final for 55 years. Why don't I just cheer for England? And I thought, it, and of course, England scored in about the first two minutes. So I was like, yeah, come on, England. But as it, but my the other thing is, as soon as a team goes behind, I always want the other team to sort of catch up because they become the underdog, and I always cheer for the underdog. So I did end up rooting for Italy, I'm afraid. Well, they weren't the underdoggies, were they? They were the they top were canners. They were, they, were they, they did become the underdogs when they went a goal behind. Did you watch it? Yeah, I got very excited about it. That was good football. That was exciting football, except I was totally embarrassed of my supposed Dutch. country. Well, the, the Dutch are normally so good at football, and they were shite. They are normally so good. So good. Well, they've never won anything, of course. They've got to finals. They got to the final of the World Cup in 74 and 78. And they also got to the final, I think, in 2010. But they've never, ever, ever managed to win it. The only thing they've won was the Euros, actually, in 2000... No, in, in 1998? No, 1988. 88. Oh, my God. Football encyclopedia. Well, they only I, won I, it so they could go... We've won the. Why am I talking like that? We've won the Euros. 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 That's what my dad says. The Euros. Oh, ben, Italy, ben, Italy have won the Euros. <laughs> we used to cause a whole thing to get my elders. So there were lots of kind of older continentals in my household to say it. And then we go, oh, that's so embarrassing. So embarrassing. Euro. How do you say? Go on, say this word. Write it on a piece of paper. Un euro. Un euro. Oh, so embarrassing. <laughs> so, well, I mean, watching football with my dad is a bit of an experience because he's always completely pessimistic. So we're watching the football and, of course, England score. is says, honestly, Ben, that is it. Italy are going to lose now. They're going to be bloody rubbish. They're going to be bloody idiots. They're going to lose 3-0 this now. Anyway, of course, then the match this goes competition, on. This competition. This competition. This bloody idiot. <laughs> so, this competition. So, after about half an hour, he sort of says, actually, England scoring first could be good for Italy because now they have to bloody play. And, of course, then Italy get a goal back at the start of the second half. He says, and he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's about two minutes after, he says, no, Italy's still going to bloody lose because now, they, now they've got the goal back. They've got to sit back and England have got to score another three. So... And then, of course, it goes to extra time. Italy always losing extra time. Of course, Italy often won an extra time. They won an extra time against the Austrians, and they won an extra time back in, like, 1970 against the West Germans. So he's got nothing. They even won an extra time um, in the World Cup final in 2006. So he's got nothing. Oh, my God, I'm so sorry, everyone, that I started him off about football. <laughs> and did I mention a... the time? Did I mention the time in uh, that tell you what, season? Honestly, I won't, I, I won't be remotely offended if you cut all of this out. We can move on. <laughs> I wasn't thinking that already. <laughs> 
No, I like your impressions of your dad, and I quite like his pessimism. That gets me going. He's very pessimistic about Italy. <laughs> it's true, though. Even, even at the moment, the guy was taking the penalty. He's going to score this, and then Italy going to go out. Anyway, let's talk about Sasha Baron Cohen. Uh, let's go back to the fact that uh, you asked me if I thought he was good looking. Yes, is he good looking, do you think? What's weird is not seeing him buffoon around makes you think, all right, he's like a normal person. Let's have a look at him in a whole new light. And he must yeah. be incredibly wealthy. So I wonder what it is about incredibly wealthy Sasha Baron Cohen that women like. Yeah, but he's, I mean, I think he's quite, he's got dark good looks. He's tall. He's obviously very intelligent. He's, That's I, true. I don't, what I don't know, because they often say, don't they, about these comedians that they're, they're not funny in real life. They like they put on the persona to perform, and then in real life they're actually quite quiet and subdued. Um, and he he strikes me as that kind of comedian. He's his his character. He he's his comedy is all based around characters. He's not somebody who just does stand up. Whereas I mean, my dad met Eric Morecambe a few years ago and said that he was genuinely he went in for a meal at my dad's restaurant uh, back in what 1982 or something. He, and he was there, and of course, people recognised him and would go up and ask for his autograph. And he just entertained everybody the entire time he was there. He just was Eric Morecambe. He was making jokes, having a laugh. I mean, he lived his entire life almost as if he was on stage. He was very, very funny all of the time. Sort of the opposite of you. Totally the opposite. Of no, me. actually, you're a bit like that. You are like everybody listen to me all the time. Well, maybe. Um, but I think <laughs> I get the sense with Sasha. Do you not like me saying that? I don't mind, you can say it. I didn't disagree. It's quite a um, good thing, because you don't really care too much, because other people are like, oh, people are listening to me are better, you know. But you're always on the standard that you think people are listening. I always assume they are. <laughs> <laughs> that's the one. Um, but yeah, okay, right, that's interesting. Unlike Jordan, a.k.a. Katie Price, a.k.a. whatever she's called. Roll, Jordan, roll. Because my sister went to see... I think I've told the Jordan story because I love it. It's one of my ten. Tell it again. Um, I've not heard um, it. My sister went to a recording of something because she was doing some work with ITV. And apparently Jordan sat there. Peter, it was when she was with Peter Andre. And he went round like lackeying around for her. And she sat there like misery thunder face and while the cameras were off and then they'd go on and she'd like perk up but wouldn't do anything didn't talk to anyone didn't want to do anything just like was barking nose to people and peter andre was going around and shaking people's hands but actually i've got another story about that same night that apparently it was the time when it was this shows you how long ago it was it was when do you remember, do you remember sven joran erickson and ulrika johnson having a ding-a-ling oh, yeah i know that? Well, yeah. Ulrika Johnson walked into the same recording studio as um, recording studio. Do you say that for telly? I only know about radio. Um, as Nancy Delolio. Okay. At the same time, and and my sister was like alongside them, and she said she saw Ulrika do the uh, fake phone answer. <laughs> brilliant i know oh, that's good isn't it so what a night can you imagine my sister my sister's not impressed by show business at all so these were her observances <laughs> of the lawyer the lawyer amongst everyone <clears throat> i thought that um 
I bet I bet Ulrika sort of shat herself that uh, that Nancy Olive Olio was about to throw some stuff over her. <laughs> who, who did we? Wasn't it Gina Lola Brigida last week? <laughs> yeah, Gina Lola Brigida <laughs> and is, Nancy um, Delolio. Brilliant. No, la, Nancy Olive Olio. Olive Olio. Nancy Olio. It's 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 Nancy Olio Doliva. That's what it should be. Or Olio Dolivi, rather. Yes. No, <laughs> olive oil as in the Popeye character. Is that who you mean? <laughs> olive oil. Um, enough of <laughs> We digress. <laughs> as ever. <laughs> um, is anybody, if anybody is still listening, we are going to get to something at some point, honestly. Even I'm listening. And what we're getting to now is, so Sasha Baron Cohen, the story here is that obviously his probably is, well, what, his two best known characters, I guess, are Ali G and Borat. Hey, yuck so much. But what, what, what people in England probably don't know so much is that he has a show in America called Who is America? And on this show, he duped a US Senate candidate, a Republican called Roy Moore, into appearing on the show. And he in this show, he posed as an Israeli anti-terrorism expert who was supposed to give this senator an award for his support for Israel. But then during the recording, he produced a device he claimed had been made by the Israeli army to detect <laughs> sex offenders. And, 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 and every time he showed it to him, it started beeping, beep, 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 beep. Every time, every time he waved it near Mr. Moore, this, this guy Moore, it was beeping furious. <laughs> <laughs> the politician, because... lawyer and judge walked past the interview and later sued Baron Cohen, Showtime and its parent company, Viacom CBS, Inc., for $95 million. That's 73 million quid, including for intentional infliction of emotional distress and fraud. Did you see this one? I think yeah. I've seen this one. Have you seen it? Uh, what, the actual show? Mm. No, I haven't They've seen it. They've appealed it. They've appealed Him and his wife it. have appealed it. They're not very appealing, but um, Judge Cronin's so in... makes no factual <laughs> and legal sense to the contrary. Judge Cronin's dismissal is the joke, and more than a bad joke at that. Ooh, they're a bit bitter, aren't they? So the thing, the, the, the background mm. to this is that yes. in 2017, eight women had accused this guy Moore of sexual misconduct, including one who said she was only 14 at the time he allegedly assaulted her. Oh. And he then said in response to this that the women were part of a political conspiracy to undermine his campaign in Alabama, which he lost. <gasps> but the thing is about Baron Cohen, he's got his finger on the pulse. Like, it's he is a bit of a Louis Theroux. I don't know oh, why yeah, they totally. remind me of each other. Okay, who's better looking at Sasha Baron Cohen and Louis Theroux? There's your starter for ten. Oh well, I've seen Louis Theroux, and he just looked really tired and grumpy, and that put me off. <laughs> he probably—that's what he says about you. He says, "Yeah, I saw Victoria. <laughs> she looks really tired and grumpy." She was grumpy. going round confusing her swabs with her swatches. Stupid bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Who do you think is better looking? I think I would go with Louis Theroux, but I'd be thinking of Sasha Baron Cohen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being a I bit off-put I... by this photo in front of me, which is him at some kind of Oscars or something ceremony. Yeah, I, and he I don't just think looks like a sort of strange uncle. I don't know why he's picked a brown bow tie and a brown suit for a black tie event. Is it brown? Look at it. That looks brown. I okay, have that a looks funny brown. color thing that I can't. Oh well, to me it definitely. Okay, look at the look at the color of his hair. What color is his hair? Black. Yeah. So what color is his suit? 
It's a bit too black, may I say. I think that might be a dye job. What do you think? Well, no, because I can see grey in it, so he can't have dyed can it very you? well. Yeah, just if you look above his right eye, just on where his hair is pulled back from his forehead, yeah. you can see a little bit of grey in there. But that's what you'd leave in to make people think it was natural. He's a bit too dark-haired for someone who looks like they should be going grey. That's, that's what you'd leave in to make it look like it's natural. <laughs> can I just say, you... if, if you want to know what to get me for Christmas... Um, other than obviously a coffee. Oh fuck off! <laughs> um, it's a fake paedophile detector device. You'd <laughs> 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 so be like, I'm really bored and I hate them. Beep 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 beep. Oh, that must be my fake paedophile detector device. File is my second name. All oh, right, I see. Uh, paedophile. Who's a paedophile? <laughs> no, no. His name is. Peter File. His name is Peter File. <laughs> get, oh, yeah. get out something that my daughter's painted in cardboard. <laughs> but to be fair, the gag only works if you don't tell them it's a fake paedophile detector kit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Busted. <laughs> but in a way, what LED does in that in the programme is sort of like everyone knows what he's up to anyway, which is what's brilliant about it. He's brilliant. Louis Theroux is very good as well. So the amusing thing about Roy Moore's wife, Kayla Moore, who, as you said just a minute ago, is joining him in this sort of suing and appealing, is that she is the a political activist and she's president for the Foundation for Moral Law. <gasps> that means you're dodgy. I'm, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to pen myself as president for the Foundation of Moral Law, you fucking twat. Do you think she swallows? <laughs> I doubt I it. I can't see I a picture it. of her. Let's have a look. Can't find... Why? What makes you say that? Well, if she's the president of the Foundation for Moral Law, a socially conservative legal... She's probably a real, you know, uh, God freak as well, because a lot of those sort of, like, Southern Americans are heavily into God, aren't they? Yeah, but they're the kind uh, of people who think that anal sex is fine because it was in the she, Bible or something. Oh, she's very... She she really reminds me of Serena Joy out of Handmaid's Tale. I want to see her. Where can you see her? Uh, just Did Google, you Google Roy her? Moore wife. I just Googled Roy Moore wife. I thought she was on that article. I want more wife. <laughs> Shit, this could be dodgy. Oh, oh, she look. She's got the crazed look about her. She's had work done, hasn't she? She's definitely had work done. Oh, that's a very American look. That kind of flicky, quiffy, yeah. fringy thing. Oh, they're Absolutely. both very scary. I bet they only do it up the bum. Yeah, well, up his bum or hers. <laughs> or, she or does up both him bums. up the bum. <laughs> she, she does him up both bums. <laughs> Roy Moore pegging again. <laughs> Felcio Morio <laughs> Morio Felcio Roy Moore's, <laughs> Roy Moore's wife pegged him at the post <laughs> Oh fuck them Stupid puritanical bastards <laughs> What's wrong with me <laughs> I've been hanging out with you too long Right. You're catching it from me. I am. Anyway, he That's lost. like you when you first left the BBC. Anyway, fuck, Roy, fuck, Moore, fuck, fuck. <laughs> Roy Moore lost. The fake pedophile detected him, detected him, but now he's appealing, and that's that. Um, I think and... I'm going to stick with my shit sense of humour detector instead. <laughs> <laughs> well, that beep, always beep, pings beep, when you're anywhere beep. near me. That's right, Benedict. <laughs> 
Okay, oh, COVID hospital numbers. Guess what's happened? Guess what's happened? UK par- cases passed 50,000 for the first time since January, guys. Awooga, awooga. This shit is literally ill, as they say. Are you, are you about to say that shit just got real? It really did. But at the same time, what can you explain to me what's going on right now? The numbers are staying high, being high and staying high, and yet the restrictions are going. What? Yeah, because because it doesn't matter. Because the number of... Hang on. Actually, hospital admissions are much lower than they were because the virus has kicked in. The actual number of infections doesn't matter two shits, I don't think. I mean, I know people bleat on about long COVID, but no one gives a fuck about long COVID unless they've got it. Long COVID is one of those boring illnesses that nobody cares about unless it's them. You know, you know, my motto, nothing is more boring than other people's illnesses. And... Um, the thing about long COVID is it's it's like, yeah, some people are going to be have it and it's probably really shitty for them, but none of the rest of us give a fuck. Um, talking about infections is as irrelevant as talking every year about how many people in the country have got flu or got a cold. It's It just doesn't matter at all. The only thing that really matters is how many people are going into hospital and how many are being, are being are, are dying. And... The hospital admissions are way, way, way lower than they were. They're a tiny fraction of what they were. The NHS isn't about to go get overwhelmed. So we're golden, as far as I can see. Okay. Well, then that's all fine. I think it's all fine. I mean, people, okay. but there'll be people listening to this and say, oh, no, 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 you're a COVID denier. No, I'm not. I know COVID is a horrible, nasty illness that nobody wants to get. But if you're vaccinated, even if you get it, you probably won't be very badly ill. And so, and we just got to get on. Well, I'm the kind of person who didn't want to be breathing in other people's particles in the first place. I get a bit funny about stuff like that. So I was right at home wearing a mask. I loved it. Oh, my mask goes straight in the bin Monday morning. No question. I mean, well, actually, no, that's a lie. I'm not going to put it in you the bin. You just said, oh, my God, changeable. I'm not, the, no, I'm not going to put it in the bin because I don't want to have to go and buy another one if, if at some point in the future we have restrictions again. But I'm not going to wear it unless I have to. I mean, I guess I have to wear it on the tube if I go to London because I think they're still mandating it there. But anyway, you don't have to wear it, I won't wear it because I don't even care if I get it and I don't care if I give it to somebody because I don't care if they get it. I don't think it's important anymore. Just as well you're down the microphone. And the other thing is, talking about breathing in you know, other people's bits, I'm not at all <laughs> oh, squeamish about that. We weren't talking about that, Ben. I mean, you know, I'll, I'll eat, I'll, if I drop food, I'll pick it up and eat it off the floor. I don't care. You need to expose yourself to Even bugs. Even if it's got and... hairs stuck to it and stuff. Well, it depends whose hairs. But if it's, if, if it's a tramp's hair, probably not. But I mean, you know, the thing is, if you, if you want to have a healthy, robust immune system, you need to expose yourself to germs, to bacteria, so your immune system can learn how to beat these things off. Well, you must you be very that. immune. A happy homo. Yeah, I, I, don't, I can't remember the last time I was ill. You've had COVID for ages. That COVID cough that I have to cut out of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it, it hasn't impacted my life. It hasn't stopped me doing anything. I had a cough. I agree with you. I had a cough. So what? Hmm, that's true. <laughs> are you uh, are you very fit otherwise? Oh, um, I don't know if I am fit. I don't think I'm. I don't think I've got great cardiovascular fitness. I'm too lazy at the gym to spend hours on the treadmill. But I, I'm I've strong. I've got back so into I, that. I, I'm building it back, and you only realise that you lose it when you get old. Well done, you. That's oh, really good. Thanks for the I'm double impressed. thumbs up. You get th- you get t- you get two thumbs up. Yes, I did make my six thirty spin class yesterday, but um, okay. today couldn't get out of bed to do it. Or instead of a thumbs up, how about that? <laughs> What's that? The shocker. Oh, you come on! Don't pretend you don't know what the shocker is. Oh, now you've turned it around. <laughs> it looks familiar. 
<laughs> what do you mean by happy, that? Bit of a happy eater. <laughs> yeah. It's chowing down on something for sure. <laughs> I think that's one in the pink, one in the stink. Yes, correct. Two in the pink, one in the stink. Oh my that would god! Be, that would be one in the pink, one in the stink. How generous! We're being really awful, this podo. <laughs> Three in the pink, one in the stink. <laughs> A whole leg in there, by the way. Um, okay, so we don't want to talk about that, do we? We don't want to talk about... Look, look at me. <laughs> oh, I think that meant parting of the cheeks, was it, Ben? Is that what you, is that what you like to do to young ladies down social... Down, um, Zoom. Down the Zoom. <laughs> who, Zoom. Who's Zooming who? <laughs> the zoom of doom. <laughs> that really I like to, was. I like to. I like to zoom into the gloom. <laughs> that really was. <laughs> um, did we have something? I'm kind of flailing here because do we have something else to talk about? Yes, we do. We want to. Talk, I want to talk about GB News. Oh yeah. Okay. You've, Let's get it done with. Sort of, you're already on all sorts of trouble this week, aren't you? Um, mm -hmm. GB, so, G, so GB News is the new sort of anti-woke news channel that launched a few weeks ago. And after two weeks, he, the, the big star of it, Andrew Neil, suddenly fucked off to his house. Actually, I, I know Andrew Neil. He's a nice guy. He fucked off to his house in Italy, or France, wherever it is, because... Because he was embarrassed at how shit it looked because it's got, I mean, they've, they've, they've spent money on hiring people like idiots like Dan Wooten, but they haven't spent any money, it seems, on actually lighting the set or having decent microphones or having VT machines that will actually play out. So, I mean, I watched a, I watched a couple of a couple of hours in the first sort of two or three days just to see what it was like as a, as a, as a news curiosity, even though I'm as no a news hound. Well, of course, I'm not a news hound anymore, am I? But Along I, in know, the I, tooth, I'm... news hound. <laughs> well, OK, but I've got a sort of a, a, an ongoing, vaguely professional interest. And I just couldn't... I mean, I thought they've had, they've had all this money, backed by various billionaires. They've had all this money to launch with. And the one thing you want it to do is to look really good. You want a really stylish set. You want a great graphics... Um, Pro package, you know, you want the whole thing to sound and look like a, a million dollars, even if the content is is not necessarily what a lot of people would choose. But the, the tragic thing is, it just looked like shit. It looked really cheap. I don't really know nasty. how you can do that. I haven't had anything to do that. I've seen it out of the corner of my eye. I've seen more people absconding from um, other organisations to go there, uh, following suit from Times Radio. And uh, you can't start something without that kind of attention to detail. Absolutely, People won't yeah. You... Pay any attention? I agree. Well, they did pay attention to, you know... for the wrong reasons. Yeah, you know the thing is, you so you need it to look really good if it's going to attract people. Sharp. Other than... Okay. Look yeah, sharp. Yeah, exactly. It needs to look sharp. It needs to look look on point. It needs to look professional. And it didn't do any of those things. And it had a lot of presenters who weren't really news presenters who were clearly floundering a bit. And their, their kind of um, MO seems to be they put an experienced news professional, someone good like Simon McCoy, alongside someone who's, you know, got the right agenda from their political viewpoint, i.e. sort of anti-woke, probably vaguely right-wing, but not hugely right-wing, um, and and hope it all comes off. And in bits, it's okay. But the, the problem is, though, their whole sort of 
MO is we will have the debate that others won't have. We will um, look at all sides of the story because their, their view is that the BBC is very left liberal and, you know, Sky is very left liberal, which, of course, is total nonsense. Anyway, and of course, they're, they're being cheered on by the sort of the anti-woke brigade on social media, who are the ones who are saying, finally, you know, a pro-Brexit channel that will stand up for what proper British patriots believe and all this kind of shit. Anyway, um, so the other night, Guito Harry, who is one of their, I think, guest presenters, decided, who, who I know, again, he used to work at the BBC, and I, I've got a lot of time for Guito. I think he's a very, very good operator. He was Boris Johnson's um, press guy when Boris... Yeah, Guto Harry Did was Boris Gito? Johnson. Is I believe it's pronounced Guto. It's spelled Guto, but it's pronounced oh, right. Guto. It's Welsh. Oh, okay. All oh, right. Oh, is it? I was wondering yeah. where it was from. Okay. So, so Guto is um, was Boris Johnson's press secretary when he was the mayor of London. And Guto's a good guy. He's a good operator. I've known him for quite a while. Anyway, he says on the on his show that he's presenting, I think I'm going to stand um, with the U the England football team, I think it's right to take the knee. And he took the knee. And this led to just a complete meltdown of all GB News viewers who think that taking the knee is a sort of terrible, woke gesture. Obviously, you know, they, they don't want to admit they're all hairy old fucking racists. They, 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 they're they saying, oh, well, taking the knee, you shouldn't have to do it. It should. It's politicising sport, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, of course it is. The whole point of it is to draw attention to, you know, the, the manifest unfairness in society. But, uh, and of course, you know, this is in the wake of all that horrible, nasty, racist abuse that the young England footballers faced when, you know, three of them had the audacity to just miss penalties in the shootouts in the final, which I think Italy won. Did I mention that? And um, <laughs> anyway, so Guito takes the knee and it, it, as part of a, an informed and perfectly reasonable discussion on the whole thing, coming at it from a, a right-sided position, if you like. And I love it that the the, the meltdown on on, on, on on sort of the, the GB News viewers, it was like, you know, they, they they were far they were far more snowflakey about the whole thing than any kind of left wingers. It was just hilarious, and they're all threatening to boycott it. So GB News is being boycotted by the only people who might actually watch GB News <laughs> because one well, that presenter. Was clever. Uh, but, yeah, but because one presenter did one thing they disagree with. So the, so the, what this tells you about the average GB News viewer, apart from that they're fucking stupid, is that what their idea of free speech is people only ever saying things they agree with. And that's why it makes you realise that, you know, fairly um, impartial organisations like the BBC and ITN and Sky will never, ever, ever appeal to them. They will never think, yeah, I've heard things I didn't agree with, which means it must be impartial. Their view is, I've heard things I didn't agree with, therefore it must be biased against me. They're cretins, they're morons. Yeah, and uh, I'm quite glad that... <laughs> you I don't haven't... sound convinced. <laughs> well, I think it's actually quite a good idea to give people platforms because, like, woke is, is boring. I think it's a, that, it's a good principle to say, okay, we're going to represent a strand of anti-wokeism for the sake of the fact that anti-woke needs as much representation as any other viewpoint. Oh, yeah, for sure. So nobody's saying that. That's completely true. The point is, if you are a viewer, are you so stupid that you don't understand that wherever your political viewpoint is, it is inevitable that you will hear some voices, unless you're, you know, so far to the right that everybody's against you, or so far to the left that everybody's against you because they're all right of you or they're all left of you. 
do you not understand that wherever you are on the political spectrum, you will occasionally hear voices you disagree with and you will occasionally hear voices you agree with? Now, if you're watching GB News, which is, to the, I would argue, to the right of centre, and you are in the right, then the chances are you'll probably hear fewer voices you disagree with there than you might on the BBC, which is slap bang in the middle, in my view. But you're still going to hear voices you disagree with. Do you the think the BBC you... is slap bang in the middle? I personally do, yeah. Well, do you? I do now. I, I do now. Since they appointed people like... Um, um, Tim Davey and years, you know, a few years ago, James Stevenson, you know, the, 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 the those who are, who are sort of more well known for being sort of, you know, of right wing viewpoints. I think it is. I think maybe in the sort of late nineties, early two thousands, in the sort of the era of Great Di uh, Great Dyke, Greg Dyke. <laughs> I think in that era, it was probably more left liberal and more left wing than it is now. But I think nowadays it tends to be fairly evenly down the middle. I mean, certainly the political coverage of the BBC, I watch it and I don't think, oh, my God, that's that's so pro labor or, oh, my God, that's so pro conservative. I thought of think broadly speaking, they give both sides a fair crack of the whip and the Lib Dems. And if there's a, you know, they'll report on Matt, Matt Hancock um, snogging his um is tart in his office and getting booted out mm -hmm. and they'll similarly they'll report on cock-ups and embarrassments to labor as well i don't i don't see any kind of a oh they never report on this but they do report on that it gets a lot of traction on social media if you say anything i remember going i said something stupid about someone on some um what's that called the the children in not children in need that thing with amanda holden and that northern guy presenter do you remember? Eurovision? No, anyway, they were presenting something and I had a go and he actually was very naughty. What was his name? Encouraged a bit of a pylon and the pylon, because I still had BBC on my Twitter at that point, everyone was going, oh, with the fucking BBC, you, who do you fucking think you are? It was They all jumped on that and I was just a bit like, oh my God, I said something stupid. Jason Manford, is that his name? Oh yeah. It's quite um, chubby no, the... comedian. Is that his name? Yeah, Jason Manford, I've heard of. Yeah, the, the problem... he basically was like, oh, don't have a go at Ulrika. Not Ulrika. <laughs> Amanda. Amanda Holden. Yeah, like, it was just stupid. And I just thought, fucking, you know, when you make a joke and it all goes wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I have never had that experience. Um, but yeah, no, I thought it was a bit wicked of him. But um, they did really love a bit of a kicking. BBC is really... When I was there, they were saying, be really careful about social media and stuff. So was I? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you fuck. No, but the pro OK, so the problem with the BBC is the BBC is a fantastic, amazing British institution. It's one of the few really great institutions we still have left. To the BBC. To the BBC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is enormously important for Britain's extension of soft power around the world. It's massively valued everywhere in the world except in Britain. Now, that is because British taxpayers are fucking mean and they hate paying for something that they have to. Now, if the BBC was free or was funded in some other way, they'd all be, the yeah, free BBC. BBC. Hey, that's what we should start, the free BV. The free BC. Yeah, OK. If the BBC was... was funded in some other way but it was exactly identical they'd love it the problem is it can't be identical if it's funded in any other way other than by a tax that means that everybody gets treated the same and it's always guaranteed an income stream it doesn't have to pander to audience figures it doesn't have to pander to billionaires it doesn't have to print or say what its proprietor wants it to and they fucking hate that and so all the right-wing press is always i mean fucking hell the daily mail for fuck's sake they agitate against the bbc the whole time because they fucking hate the fact 
fact there is something for ordinary people that they can't control and they can't fucking make money out of. And if anybody tells you otherwise, they're a fucking twat. That's for ordinary people. All right, then. Well, it is, though. All right, it is. Then. I mean, I mean, look at the look at the BBC Online. The B, I mean, everybody goes to BBC Online content is the best, and the fucking papers hate that because it means their shitty monetized websites hardly get any traction at all because nobody wants to go and read, I don't know, The Sun Online or Daily Mail Online. I mean, maybe they want to get drawn into the sidebar of hate, but most people don't want to go and read those when they can just go and look at the, the, the real deal on the BBC. It's completely free. There's no fucking shitty... I mean, you and I enough enough times have tried to look at l- newspaper mm. websites just to follow a story, and it's mm. a fucking zillion pop-ups and this shit and that shit, and you can't actually ever read a fucking thing. And it still contains a beautiful headline like hideously ugly racism like this uh, GB story. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, say it as it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, get down off your high horse now. And the the other thing that people, I mean, but people do sort of, you know, resent the fact they have to pay for the BBC. And I get that. And especially if it, if they think it's, it's horribly against them. If you're on the right wing, you assume the BBC is massively left wing. If you're on the left wing, let's face it, loads of left wingers now are completely accused of being the BBC of being a government Tory mouthpiece. They can't see that if they're on the left, the chances are most of what they see on the BBC, if it's truly coming from the middle, will be to the right of where they are. They don't get it, which is how stupid people are anyway where are we big in we are big in not japan but ireland i believe you told me that i didn't know to be sure oh god Uh, thanks guys thanks guys in ireland and thanks all of you guys actually for listening to us we do love it and we love the fact that you're still with us even though we bi-weekly you're buying into (laughs) a bi-weekly is that is mm. do you think people more people are watching now because we are bi-weekly do you think now Nobody's that you've actually come out? Us, ben. Nobody's oh, listening. Sorry yeah. to break it to you. <laughs> Sorry. Do you think I'm watching do you, think, you. Do you think more people are listening now you've come out as bi? <laughs> Probably. They just want to see the girl on girl action. They're bi curious. No, they just want to listen to the girl on girl action. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, okay, let's give out some details. Thanks for all your interactions. It's been nice to hear from you. It always is. So if you want to email us, it's you didn't let me finish podcast at gmail.com. We genuinely are. I think I've said I'm a bit tired today. So I think I said that a bit flatly, but I, we genuinely are really chuffed that you come back for more torture. So cheers very <laughs> much for that. And I'm just going to get Ben to give out the uh, buy me a coffee link. <laughs> I haven't got a clue what that is. I've, got, I've, got a I've never even clicked on it. I've never looked no, at it. No, thank you I don't for know. doing that. You've been really kind about that because Ben's bastard and um, we do genuinely invest then... it back in. We invest it back in the podcast. What are you saying? Ben is bastardo. Ben is bastardo. Uh, Buymecoffee.com <laughs> forward slash YDLMF. You know who oh, we that's are. so desperate. Oh, come on. Listen, listen. I know, I know other artists in inverted commas one of them's bidding for people to buy her a car on my social media fucking hell, fucking hell. what a what a fucking greedy bitch is it Have, is it a woman or a man yeah no it is a woman and actually i think uh, you've liked quite a lot of her bids for buy me a coffee so <laughs> i've liked them yeah i think so i i think you interact with her on social media and that's how i came to know of her oh god yeah i saw that oh yeah i don't know her i mean she's I think she's an ex-journalist who's fallen on hard times. That's the sense I get anyway. But I don't know oh, her, it's true. Oh, yeah, she's not going to say that she's doing really well out of uh, donations from men, is she? Because <laughs> I think that's, <laughs> what, that's what's going on. 
isn't it? I can't That's believe she's touting for a car. On. Can you That's believe she's touting for a car? I can believe she's touting for a car. Do you think that's okay? Um, it's a bit tacky, isn't it? Do you think it's a bit tacky? It is very tacky. I mean, there, but there, are, I mean, there are people who just ask for all sorts of shit on the internet, and if they get given it, I suppose that they're going to say, "Well, I was stupid not to ask, wasn't I?" So, if is you don't there, ask, any, you is don't there anything really wrong with me just saying, if you could just line my palm with a couple of florins? What's this, Gypsy Rose Mitzi? Gypsy Rose Mitz. Cross my palm with silver. Uh, and I'll make an honest man again. Oh, my youngest daughter has decided she's a witch. Oh, great. She, the one who I'm got a witch. A, a, okay, brag alert. She got a first. This, oh, yeah. Uh, I just heard she got I a first. I knew you'd this, leave her that one in. Yeah. Congrats. <laughs> I knew it too. Congrats. So, but she, so she lost her glasses the other day and she couldn't find them anywhere. She said, right, I'm going to do a spell. And she, she took it really seriously and apparently cast this spell and immediately found her glasses. So now she's completely convinced that witchcraft works. <laughs> I like her reasoning. Scientific. <laughs> yeah, quite. <laughs> but I do believe in witchery because that's purely Richard Madeley cosmic ordering. Have you um, ever cast any spells as a witch? I am what's known as a white witch. <laughs> But uh, my daughter professes to also be a witch. She makes spells and we come in from school and I have to run her warm water in a saucepan <laughs> so that she can chop things up and chuck old smelly things into a spell. So there is witchery going on here. I do think that um, I have a friend who has a thing called the pendulum and we can ask the pendulum things. Oh, but that's okay. a along a different thing isn't it that's um psychic stuff oh, so if it? you need anything asked from the pendulum i don't know what the pendulum is well you go all oh, pendulum what's going to happen am i going to get a million quid and then it goes ding 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 towards yes or no oh i see mm. oh god that sounds that, that doesn't sound at all creepy oh do you like the occult stuff like that i don't really think honestly i don't think much about it Anyway, let us know. Answers on a postcard. Her. Just because you're a total occult. <laughs> you fucking occult. Um, let <laughs> us know to you didn't let me finish podcast at gmail.com if you want crime back next week and you think this is a sad, buggery episode that no, hasn't got on, enough crime in it. They just, just take what they're given. I mean, God, we just talk about what we want to talk about, don't we? It's our fucking <laughs> podcast. If they want to talk about crime, they can start their own fucking podcast. Well, at least Ben's on form. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, I don't want to seem ungracious or anything, but, you know, we, we, this podcast is for us to talk about what we want to talk about, isn't it? It is supposed to be true crime genre. Oh, and by the way, thank you for voting for us at the British Podcast Awards, but I'm afraid I was too late to put our entry in, so oh, you voted for, for nothing. Sake. I told you I missed the entry, and then everyone started telling us that they were voting for us, and I was by that point I was like, oh, that's brilliant, and then I realised that we hadn't actually done the thing, so I just accepted with good grace that they wanted to vote for us. So thank you. Next year, we'll, we'll it'll be a sweepstake. Next year, you won't fuck it up. Hopefully. Mm, next year I might be dead. Oh, God, it, no, <gasps> imagine if I'm such a witch that I will be. Ooh. I don't think you will be. Yeah, but if you are a real witch, you would bring yourself back to haunt me. I think I might be able to arrange that. I might be able to arrange I'm a death sure. just so I can come back to haunt you. <laughs> I'm sure you'll be able to come back and haunt me. More surprising right. things have now. happened. I know, we've wanged on for long enough, haven't we? <laughs> we have wanged on. There's been too much <laughs> wanging around here. <laughs> wanging of the willies. I'm all wanged out. I'm going to love you and leave you for now. And thank you for listening. We've, we've still got yeah, thank listeners, you. Ben. 
We're doing really oh, quite brilliant. nicely in comparison to other oh, podcasts. Podcast. So up yours lovingly. Oh, thanks. To, oh, do you know what? Okay, in that case, I'm going to genuinely say thank you to everybody who listens. Cause I, I, Fucking you know, we, hell. We do, you had to wait an hour have, for that. We do have fun doing this, but it's also nice to know that somebody is actually I listening. Don't. So thank you so much for listening, <laughs> if you do. <laughs> mm, love you. <laughs> Bye. Bye.